0: that I'm recording this, I'll probably put this up today. Um sorry for the late upload. We had a crazy weekend with traveling and just wasn't able to have an opportunity but we have one now so I thought why not put one up a little later than usual. It's all good. Um, I had a great vacation. We flew out to Colorado and saw my family for Christmas. It was so much fun. We left, we were supposed to leave the 23rd, but our flight got canceled. And so after a lot of searching with the American Airline people, we took another flight the next day and we got into Colorado at like 8 p.m. at night on Christmas Eve. But it was all good, and we were there for a week. We did Christmas with my family and um, did a bunch of cool things. We did an escape room. My family loves to do escape rooms during winter break, and so we did one, and we escaped the room. It was so much fun. I loved the puzzles and like the storyline of the room that we were in. And it was really fun to do. We ate lots of good food, and I'm so thankful that I got to spend that time with my family. And, yeah, I'm really excited for this year and for these new goals and things that are happening happening, and just... Yeah, I'm excited for this year. I hope everyone had a great holiday and New Year's. I think that New Year's are a great place to start fresh and to make new goals. And so I am excited to make new goals for myself and try to stick to them and see where I will be in a year. I feel like this year is going to be great, so I'm pretty excited. But yeah, I thought that since, you know, it's a new month, I would do a monthly wrap-up. I was thinking of doing... A lot of other people have done um, every book that they've read in 2022, but I didn't want to do that because I just... I personally don't feel like that's interesting enough of a video, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of books that I have to sit there and listen to you talk about, and sometimes it's overwhelming, and and plus, I've done these monthly wrap-up videos for like half the year already, so half of these books you'll already know and I've already talked about a billion times. So, I just thought I'd do a monthly wrap-up and then share my new reading goals for this year so let's get into it but first let me share with you my current read will got me a book for christmas and it's tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by let me see gabrielle uh zivin and it's pretty good i literally just started it but it's pretty good already this book is Pretty popular already so yeah I'm enjoying it I'm very glad that he got me a book I don't think I would have really picked this book up had he not gotten it for me I probably at least would have waited a very long time to read it if he hadn't gifted it to me but I want to read it and see what it's about before I lose interest in it. So yeah, that's what I'm currently reading. Okay, so these are all the books I read in December. I read, let's see four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 11 books in December. Now to be fair, five of those books were a part of a series. and you can get this series in like one book. And have all five of them in in the same book, and it's like a, a huge book because it has all five books in it. But I read it on my Kindle, and I had to get each individual book by itself. I couldn't get like the whole package, like you can with the physical copy. So I do count that like as five books because it technically was five books, and so that's how I'm counting it. But if you don't count that, then that's one book, and then I read um, one, two, three, four, five, six books. So, yeah. Anyways, I read um, a lot of really great books this month, and so I'm excited to talk about them. The first book I read is One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reed. I read this book in one day it was crazy. It's such a good book. I feel like Taylor Jenkins Reads has such a unique and creative writing style, and also her ideas are so original and just, like, really creative. I, every time I read one of her books, I'm like, wow, I, like, would not have ever thought to write about this, or I would would have written it so poorly and I feel like when other people try to attempt to do similar things that she does it doesn't really go very well but I feel like Taylor Jenkins read has such a good way of writing to where it's like clear and it makes sense and it captivates you and just keeps you reading over and over again. One of her books the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is one of my favorite books of all time, but I feel like every book I've read by her is, like, one of my favorite books. So, this one, One True Loves, I think I've talked about it before, I can't re- remember very well, but it's about this girl, she married her high school sweetheart, and they were kind of all set, all track, like, their lives was all, were all tracked out and then he gets called away to work they're both like travel agents or like travel bloggers um so he gets called away and he ends up dying in a helicopter crash this is not spoilers by the way this is like literally the first two pages of the book I'm just giving you the premise um but he dies in a helicopter crash and so you know she has to kind of move on with her life and then it's like three or four years later she's engaged to another man, and she gets a phone call one day, and it's her husband saying, hey, like, they found me and I'm coming back. And so now she kind of has to decide, like, who she wants to be with. Does she want to go back to her husband that she had to grieve and mourn the loss of? Or does she move on with her life with this new man that she's engaged to and so you kind of go through with her her emotions and the memories and all of that stuff as she's trying to decide between the two and you really don't know what she's going to pick and you really like flip-flop with who you want her to pick the way she flip-flops with who she thinks she should pick but then at the end it like makes perfect sense about her choice and yeah, I loved this book. I thought it was so good and just, like, so creative. You know, like, your husband just, like, dies for three years, and so you have to move on with your life, but then he comes back. Like, that's such a, that's such an interesting, interesting premise to the book. So, yeah, it was great. Definitely recommend. That one was definitely five out of five stars. And I think one of my favorites of 2022. Um, the next book that I read was Writers and Lovers by Lily King. And this book was more like literary fiction romance. And it was so good. I don't think I would have really picked this up had it not been for the king of book two, book TikTok, um, Jack Edwards. I love him so much, Um, but I didn't think that I would like it very much, and I didn't really, at first, really enjoy the book because it was more slow, but then I got really into it, and I read more, and it's just, I feel like every woman that who's in her 20s should read this book because it's kind of a second coming of age when you're in your 20s. I feel like Like, so many coming-of-age stories are written by teenagers or, like, in teenagers' perspectives, but rarely do you kind of see a new coming-of-age when you're in your 20s, and I feel like that's very common for people to go through because, like, you're growing up, you're becoming an adult, you're trying to find what you want to do in life, who you really are, and you're trying to break away from, like, your teenage identity and get into what, I, what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure for what you should be and who you should be. And there's not really that many resources catered to a 20-year-old, like, people in their 20s. But anyways, with Writers and Lovers, we have this woman who works in a... Um, She's a waitress at, like, a fancy restaurant, and she basically is so broke, she's drowning in debt, and she lives in this, like, little tiny studio garage apartment, and she wants to become a writer. She has been writing a book for, like, the past six years, and she can't really see herself like actually having it become like a published piece of work and so she's just she's trying to fulfill her dreams but she can't really because she has to work but like all of her time is taken up with this other stuff so um then she just kind of goes through this love triangle with this older guy who has um a kid two I think two sons he has, and he is a widow, I think he was a widow, or divorced, I think he's a widow, and then she meets this guy who's more of her age, and he's a bit more immature, and so she has to kind of, like, grapple with, like, okay, who do I want to be with, this dad, or this, like, younger guy, but he seems kind of immature, like, one of them has a roommate, and one of them has, like, A whole house and children and like a real job, and so she just has to kind of. She's thinking about it. She's thinking about her life, and all these decisions and like doctors' appointments that she has to go to, and just kind of the, just the messiness of everyday life and how you don't really know what's going to happen next. So you just kind of have to roll with the punches. But then things start working out for her. And I feel like that was like a great read. I feel like I was encouraged by it. Like I feel that pressure a lot of like what am I doing with my life? I'm wasting my 20s. I'm wasting my life. Like another year has gone by and what have I done? Nothing. But like you are things are changing. They're just changing slowly and that's okay. And that's what this book kind of helped me realize so, yeah, this book was really good. I feel like women in their 20s should definitely give this book a read. I feel like it was definitely encouraging and just kind of realistic. Like a realistic book on this woman's life. So, yeah, anyways, I'll move on. But I loved that book. I gave it five stars. Okay, the next book I read was Guild. By Raven Kennedy. This is the first book in the Plated Prisoner series. I had this book on my Kindle for months and I wanted to get back into fantasy after reading some literary fiction books and I decided like, okay, well I have this little book on my Kindle so I'll just give it a read. I don't think I'm gonna like it very much because I was kind of coming out of the like Sarah J. Mass um, hangover And wanting to find similar books that would make me feel similar to how SJM makes me feel. And I couldn't... I read a couple fantasy books and I was like, this is just trying too hard to be Sarah J Mass, or it just doesn't work for me. I don't really like it. It's like too much. But I read Guild and I had that feeling back. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been wanting. So, I read this, I devoured it, and then I read the second book, which is called, um, Glint, and I, like, devoured those first two books, and I loved them in this series. I just got the other two books in this series that I cannot wait to read when I'm done with Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, and yeah, but basically, the premise, no spoilers, So, we're set in a world where, like, the fae have kind of been banished, and, but they left behind some magic, and it's kind of like a twist on the tale of Midas. Midas was, I don't know if he was a god, a Greek god, or like a warrior or something, but everything he touched turned to gold, and so that was kind of like a curse, like a blessing and a curse on him, more of a curse. But, anyways, so, he's the king. There's, like, seven kingdoms, and he's the king of one of the kingdoms, and he has everything touched turned to gold, but then he has a um, prisoner, not really, okay, a prisoner, but her name is Orin, and she has been gold-touched, so, like, her skin is made of gold, her hair is gold, but she's not, like, a statue. She's just a living, breathing, like, person who Midas has turned gold. And she lives in the castle with Midas, and she's, like, one of his, um, they call them saddles, but, you know, like, a sex worker, basically. But she has been, um, in with Midas for years. He basically saved her before he be- he became the king. And so they're together and she basically isn't allowed to leave her cage. So she's it's like a it looks like a bird cage with the golden bars and the cage extends to a lot of the rooms in the palace so she can kind of roam wherever she wants to. She just has to stay in her cage because she's, like, Midas's most precious, and basically, um, things start to go wrong, and she kind of gets, like, lost, and Midas has to, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it's very good, and, you know, you don't, you don't read it for a smart time, you read it for an entertaining time, you know what I mean, so... I thought it was really good. The second book blew me away. And it le- it leaves you on such a cliffhanger. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get these books now. I need them. But I'm so excited to finish the series. I feel like I'm going to read them so quick. And I, I don't know, I just loved it. It, like, gave me similar feelings to the other fantasy books that I've loved and read and so yeah I'm excited to keep reading that. I think I rated the first one four stars and the second one four or five stars. I really enjoyed them and they're very popular as well so and at least the first two books like weren't spicy at all. Maybe a little bit but it wasn't like I don't know. It wasn't spicy. I don't... I wouldn't classify it as, like, smutty or anything. I'm not sure about the rest of the series, however. But, yeah. Anyway. The next book I read was Funny You Should Ask by Elisa Sussman. Now, this was Elisa Sussman's debut novel. And I think for debut novel, this book was pretty good. But I... I didn't... I didn't really enjoy it that much. I thought there was a lot of potential for it to be great, but it wasn't quite, like, it wasn't quite up there. So, you have, like, this woman, she's an interviewer. She um writes puff pieces about celebrities and all that stuff, and she goes to interview, like, this up-and-coming super movie star who's kind of like, I don't know, a, a famous, like, movie star guy. Basically, the celebrity that she's interviewing, he's been casted to be the new James Bond, and so she goes and interviews him. He's at, like, the very start of his career, right when it's about to, like, take off, And she gives him an interview, but they end up spending, like, the entire weekend together. And I guess, like, they have some sort of relationship. And then it... But it switches from, like, then and then ten years later when she... This interview that she did with him kind of made her career, like, explode. And so she's been getting deal after deal, and she's a very successful writer, And now he is kind of like a washed-up celebrity. He's been in rehab a couple times. He's getting divorced. And so she is going back and interviewing him. I think he has, like, one more chance to prove himself. And if he can't prove himself, then he's done in the movie industry. So she kind of talks about the past and whatever happened that weekend... 10 years ago, and I just felt like there wasn't, like, you kind of find out what happens during that weekend over the course of the whole book, but it kind of flip-flops from present to past, to present to past, and I just felt like the book would have been better if it was the past first and then the present, not kind of intertwining the, bol- the two, like, together like that. I felt like that kind of broke it up. And I was like, but I don't like the chemistry between them wasn't enough to make me want to care about their relationship. Like there was no relationship other than she just kind of got swept up into this like celebrity lifestyle for a weekend while he was just living this life full time. And she got to see what it was like, right? The puff piece about him kind of hurt him in that way and then she like kept going on with her life after her career was all set and I didn't really like the ending of this book I felt like it was like slow, slow slow and then so bunched up and rushed at the end and plus like in between each chapter was like an article written about the celebrity guy but it was like it didn't really make sense and it was I was like, oh, this uh, this must be the interviewer. Her name is Chani. It must be Chani's like article or whatever. But it wasn't. It was just like random news articles, and I kind of skipped over those parts. I read a few of them, but I was like, this doesn't really make any sense or tell me like who this guy really is. So I just kind of yeah, I didn't like it that much. But it was a good, like, I see the potential in this writer and this author, and I feel like the future books that she writes will be really good. This one, you know, it just, it was a little sloppy for me. I think I gave it, like, two or three stars. It wasn't my favorite, but I did, like, it was a f- entertaining story, and, and I do remember it well, so, yeah. And then I read the five books of the Mind F series by S.T. Abbey. And she, so there's five books. It's The Risk, Sidetracked, Scarlet Angel, All the Lies, and Paint It All Red. And this each book is like 200 pages long. They're not long at all pretty short books. You can read, like, one in a sitting and not even know that you just read an entire book, but, um, this book is basically about this woman, and she is from a, basically she's a serial killer, and she's, like, on a mission to kill all these men in her past, And so she's a serial killer. Her name is Lana. Lana's a serial killer, but she falls in love with the detective, the FBI agent that is investigating the murders that she is committing. And so you kind of, and it's through both of their perspectives. And so you see her like trying to steer him Away from these cases and what's happening, and he's trying to solve the cases and what's happening. And but you're trying to, like, I don't know, you're kind of rooting for her. It's one of those things where, like, you're rooting for the bad guy because you feel sympathy towards them, even though they're killing people. But, like, once you learn why she's doing this, why she's killing these men. It's kind of like, oh, like okay, that that's justifiable. Like I don't want to say murdering is justifiable, but in this case, it kind of I don't know, it's a gray area. I don't want to say anything like, but yeah, so basically that's the whole premise of the book and so over the five books you learn about their relationship about her past and, like, all the men that she's killing and it kind of turns into this, like, wild and crazy ride and they're very chaotic and it's so good. I loved this series. They're just, like, such an easy, quick, very entertaining reads and they left you on cliffhangers and so I would have to, like, read the next book right away. And... I just I love when books have you do that like this these books would be great to bring like on an airplane or like a a road trip and just read the entire thing in one sitting because I literally did that for a couple of them I didn't even realize that I had read the entire book until I got there and so yeah I definitely recommend this series I think I rated all the books five stars it's very entertaining, melodramatic, like, just so good. And with morally gray characters and a very good romance, like, involved. And I definitely recommend this series. I thought it was so good. So, the last book I read this month, or in last month, December, was... Guardian of the Drowned Empire by Frankie Diane Malice. And this is a sequel to the other Drowned Empire book. It is, I think there's going to be three or four books in the series. Plus, there's like a, um, a sequel, or a prequel, I mean. Um, let me look and see what the first book is called really quick. Okay, I looked it up. It's Daughter of the Drowned Empire. That's the first book that I rated five stars. It's kind of like... It says in the Goodreads description, Cleopatra meets Throne of Glass in the stunning debut. I'm not too sure about that. I've never read Cleopatra, but I've read the Throne of Glass series, and I don't really see the correlation, but regardless. Um, This is a fantasy YA... Y A? No, it's not YA. The first book I think would more be YA, but not the second one. Um, so basically it's set in this world of magic and there's kingdoms split up. But this... Um, she's not a princess. She's more of like the maiden like the lady of the land her father is the like lord of this land anyways but her name is Liriana she is third in line to the seat of power in Barmeria so she is not going to be like the queen one day but she'll be on the seat of power which is pretty high up it's not where the emperor sits and she every birthday well every year like they turn 19 all of they get their magic back when they're babies their magic gets taken away and then when they're 19 they get them back because there's good magic and evil magic which is banned and the evil magic that they call vorkas and one of them will give you visions one of them you can read other people's minds and one of them you can like teleport from like one place to another place and so if you have these if you have these vorkas then you basically get banished from the land and where you go to die and so on her cousin and one of her sister's 19th birthday it was their turn so they go to receive their magic and her cousin juliana she is discovered with the vorka and so she's taken away And she never sees Juliana again. And her sister, she also has a Vorka, but her father is able to conceal it with his magic because he suspected that she would have one. And so they make like a blood oath, her and her two sisters, to protect their older one. And basically they are stuck now with this secret you like live by the secret, you die by the secret, and the blood oath always pays. And the next year, her sis- her o- other sister, is also has a vorka that her father conceals, and so they make another blood oath to protect her. And so now Lear is just terrified that she might wake up one day, on her nineteenth birthday, go try to get her magic. And she ends up with a Vorka. While there's, like, rebellions in her kingdom. And she's in courting a man who she doesn't really like. And she's just courting him for his protection. She can't tell anybody about the secret that her sisters have Vorkas. But they get... One of her sisters has the visions. But she gets very, very violent. And... So she kinda has to keep that under wraps, um, but she wake she goes to her little ceremony and discovers that she has no magic at all, and so now she has to enter in this to this deal, to become a soldier instead of a mage, and she has to train with like her childhood crush, and. Um, she's kind of still likes him, but she's courting another man. Plus, her and her, um, apprentice can't be together because of this special bond that they have called, like, kashonim and they can't be together because of that. And so, yeah, now she has to, like, learn how to fight, learn how to take down, um, these, like, zombie-like creatures, and then she has to, um, pass a test to see if she'll be banished from the kingdom in which she would basically die, or if she can stay as a soldier without any magic, and so, yeah, it's pretty good. I thought the second book was a little slow, Just because I was like, okay, like, we've been preparing for this battle for literally two entire books. When is this battle going to come? And and then, like, it kind of just came and went. And that was it. And I was like, okay, well, that was good, I guess. Like, it was kind of glossed over, in my opinion. But I do really think the storyline was great. I feel like the characters were really good. And I did give them... The first book I gave five stars, and the second book I gave four stars. The angst between Lear and her, like the love interest, quote unquote, was so real and like just like the the tension they had between each other, it was very th- thick. Like there was a lot of tension, and I really f- that you felt it, and as they were feeling it, and anyway. It was really good. I did really enjoy this. It took me forever to read. Maybe that was my problem, but it took me forever to read because I was, read it like I brought it with me to Colorado. I brought three other books with me. I brought four books with me to Colorado. Did I read a single page? No, I didn't. And basically when I got home, I think yesterday I just sat down and read or saturday i read the entire book i wanted to finish it for the new year so i did read it on the last day of the year i read like 300 pages that day it was crazy but yeah these were all the books that i read in december it was a great reading month and i'm very excited for this year my goal this year my goal last year was to read 80 books and i ended up reading 88 by the time i was done this year, I want to read 85. I was going to kind of shoot for 100, but I am hoping to go to school this year, and I'm also hoping to finish the book that I'm writing this year, so I don't want to put too much on myself to get done this year and then end up not enjoying my reading time or any other area of my life, and I I really want to give school, like, my best shot. School is not my strong suit. I struggled so much growing up in school, and I'm kind of nervous to go back, that I will still struggle or, like, fall into bad habits that I was in when I was younger. So, I'm trying to just let myself, like, be go easy. I might even lower my goal to 50 books or something just so I can focus on school and my life in general. I'm just trying to make a lot of changes with myself this year so we'll see how many books I end up reading and if I don't end up reading as many books as I did in 2022 that's okay as you know as long as I'm still reading and getting to do what I love the most and I keep making content for my podcast and doing stuff that I love and that makes me happy and just becoming a better version of myself that I will be proud of. So yeah, I am super glad to have started this podcast and I'm thankful for everyone who listens on a weekly basis, which mainly goes out to my mom and Will's mom. Thank you for listening every week. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I am super excited for this year and I hope that you guys make some good goals and you get to make those goals become like make them a reality or complete those goals. So, yeah, and all it takes is a little discipline. It takes a lot of discipline and a little motivation. You just have to you just have to get through it. And that's something that I'm trying to work on is my discipline. So, yeah but thank you all for listening i'm excited for a new year with you all and if you want to follow me on my other social media platforms i'm trying to post more on them i feel like i say that all the time but that's one of my goals this year is to try to get better at the social media side of things with my brand i guess podcast whatever but yeah um thank you so much for listening Thank you for coming to my library and I will see you guys next week. Bye.